This is the Co-Travel Podcast, and I'm Bob Piercy, bringing you conversations from professionals from in and around today's dental industry, exploring new and exciting topics that are affecting us all as we work to grow and succeed. Information you can consume on your time when you want to hear it. My name is Bob Piercy. Let's hit the road. Hey guys, Bob here. So um, thank you very much for joining in today. And we're getting back on the track with kind of the weekly conversations that I've been doing this kind of video series. And today we have Kevin Wong with Evolvo Media. Now, Kevin is a personal friend of mine. I've known him for many years. Used to be a neighbor. We played flag football together and uh, um, kind of serial entrepreneur, always been um, in the marketing game and recently became the CEO and launched his own marketing uh, agency, Evolve One Media. And I've already introduced him to a few of my clients already. We've had some traction there as well. And again, just touching on the environment we're in now, this quote unquote new normal, I thought it'd be great to have Kevin on, get his opinion as to digital marketing opportunities that exist for not just dental offices, but other clients or other businesses in this environment. And hopefully there's something that you guys can take away and whether it's implementing it into your current marketing strategy or whether it's, you know, requires you guys to contacting an agency like Kevin's or Kevin's for that matter. Um, anyways, I'm rambling. Kevin, I thank you for being here, man. I wanted to get you on here for a while. And, uh, just real quick, man. How are things going? How are you and, and Mel doing these days? Uh, we're doing amazing. You know, we're we're hunkered down at home and uh, not really getting out too much. You know, get out for groceries and, and see our family uh, from time to time. Uh, but uh, you know, we're we're really focused on uh, work right now because there's a tremendous amount of opportunity out there. And and uh, quite frankly, we'd rather be safe than sorry. So we're sticking to ourselves and not socializing and high fiving people. And, you know, that's kind of, we're in the same boat. And that's kind of what actually inspired me to do this and start this series is because I'm not visiting dental offices as cavalier as I used to. We're still going out and still having meetings, more scheduled, um, but again, not as cavalier. But I still wanted to get a chance to bring information and tools to my clients. Uh, I think this is a cool format because it's the ability for them to, to consume it on their schedule. So it's, I'm not taking time out of their busy day. And, and yeah, and it also gives us a chance to have a good conversation and, hopefully they can take something from it. Now, um, I know so let me say that I, I, I appreciate and respect you taking that step for your clients, Bob, because most people wouldn't, you know, most service providers wouldn't go out of the way to deliver value. And uh, that's what you're doing. So I appreciate you having me on today. Hey, thanks. And you, Hey, Kevin, the money's in, on, in the mail. It's on its way. You'll, you'll get it. Uh, you'll, you'll get it soon. Um, now I know when this thing first kind of hit us back in March, you know, um, everyone kind of was concerned, panicked, what's going to happen? What's this, this going to, what's this going to look like? And now we're, you know, six, seven months into it. Um, I know a lot of offices, a lot of businesses, not just in dentistry, we're, all, we're trying to hunker down, re, um, reduce costs. They're trying to, um, you know, preserve and survive, which is obviously the most important thing is, you know, anyone, you know, that you need to survive this. Um, but I know a lot of people were also, you know, cutting back on expenses and marketing was a big one that they cut back on. Now, just from um, having conversations with you, having conversations and just interested in marketing myself, um, I've heard stats over the years that basically companies that actually maintain marketing or, or um, expand marketing expenses during a time of crisis, whether it's an economic downturn, um, in the past, it's actually been shown that those companies have recovered more quickly and actually made bigger gains on their clientele, on their competitors than if they reduce their marketing during this time. Is that true? Do you agree with that? I, I do. Uh, it's it's been proven time and time again historically, uh, the companies that are uh, doubling down on their strengths and connecting with their audience, connecting with their potential consumers and existing consumers, uh, 
that they are, are typically the ones that will thrive beyond the crisis uh, or beyond a crisis. So it is, it is logical why people would look at a marketing expense and say, okay, that's the, one of the first things to go. However, true marketing is meant to bring consumers to you. You know, you're not, you're not making posts on social media for the fun of it. Right? You're, not, uh, you're not trying to rank on SEO or have a nice website just to, just to be there. It's meant to not only attract, but convert new customers and new audiences. And so when you do it properly, sure, during the pandemic or during a situation like this, you may have less eyes looking for your service. However, those eyes, even though they may not take action right now, Mm -hmm. they will have you top of mind when they're ready to buy. Because the other thing that that business owners need to consider is that they're not the only ones in this situation. So let's say on on a pie, let's say there's 100 competitors in your marketplace. Well, let's say that 80% of them are going to cut their marketing budgets. If 80% cut their marketing budgets and 20% are maintaining their marketing budgets, which section of that pie do you think will have more awareness with their consumers and their audience? Well, I think it's obvious that the, the people that maintain. Um, and I guess a question, another question just kind of came to mind is in regards to that, I've heard that, you know, obviously Facebook has had major losses in sales and revenue because of the pandemic. People are paying less for advertising. So in that case, does essentially advertising on platforms like Facebook or social media, does that become essentially cheaper? Your, your every dollar spent now is going to go further than it would if you spent it, say, you know, six, eight months ago before the pandemic. It is. So uh, something that uh, a lot of business owners don't realize is that platforms like Facebook and Instagram and Google, even um, any of the search engines, it could be Yahoo, it could be Bing, any platform that you can advertise on are essentially bidding platforms. And so nobody has an unlimited budget, but these platforms take our dollars and they give us placement. And that placement is based on what we bid. And so as an advertiser, we help our clients get the best price for the best placement so that they can be seen with their target audience. So if there's less demand for those marketing placements, then yes, the cost has come down. And so I would estimate that the, or the last report that I read is that uh, advertising costs on Facebook specifically were down about 30%. So you can get the same reach or the same attraction audiences for 30% less. And you know, who, who doesn't want 30% off anything that they're buying product or service. So, um, and, and I guess the, the thing too, we've discussed a little bit before we hit record too, is, you know, there's opportunity now where the, there, there is paid placement, but there's also like, there's this free reach with social media. Again, you can get out and you can make impressions on, on people without spending any money. Um, and again, that might be the, the, the return on that might be more effective now, again, because of the downturn, but at the same time, there is a value in, in paid advertisements. Absolutely. So the, uh, very much like many different, uh, line items in a business, you can either do something yourself or you can pay to have it done. So you can do your own accounting or you can pay to have it done by a professional. Right? You can do your own cleaning or you can pay a professional to do it for you. Mm-hmm. 
same thing with marketing. You're either going to put in your uh, a little bit of elbow grease yourself, or you can pay a professional to do it. Neither way is right or wrong, mm -hmm. as long as it's getting done effectively. So if you've got somebody on your staff or that you hire on staff to uh, fulfill your social media or fulfill your Google ads or fulfill your Facebook and Instagram uh, advertising or to do your SEO, uh, there's, there's always a balance, right? There's a cost to everything, um, but the cost typically does not outweigh the return when it's done properly. And so the, the idea is that business owners now have to think outside of the box. If they're limited on budget, what can they do themselves that is going to get them a great ROI? And that could be as simple as engaging with your social media audience or trying to expand your audience on social media. Let's face facts. Social media is a huge component of, what, uh, of how we live our daily lives now. It's not just a personal tool. It is now a business tool. And if you're not looking at your social media as a business tool, you're probably doing it wrong. Mm -hmm. So there's ways for, for a business owner to spend a little bit of time or elbow grease in order to create a larger audience during this time. Could be as simple as reaching out to a local influencer saying, hey, how would you like it to free teeth clean? I'd love for you to come in. I'll do a free teeth clean for you. I'm, of course, speaking to your clientele here, uh, uh, Bob. Come in and do a free teeth cleaning. If you'd make a, a post for us, that'd be great, but I'd love for you to try us out. Roll out the red carpet, make them feel welcome as a customer, and then if they get a free teeth cleaning or a discounted cleaning or, some, or you promo it somehow, and they make a post about it, and they've got 15,000 local followers on their Instagram or Facebook, that reach can go a long way for something that didn't cost you a lot of time or money. Yeah, and I think it should be important. We should just address right now too. Like we know that here in our local market, there are restrictions on what dental offices can do, and so we're, we would never recommend that they do anything. And I'm not sure exactly where that would fall in terms of an option. And you and a client can obviously discuss the exact. But um, I think it's a great. You know, if, if an office could do that, it would be a it would be a great tactic. Um, now, I guess what would be uh, kind of a strategy for an office generally? Like, like again. Sells a bad word, a dirty word. It, it seems to be um, for for a lot of dentists. They don't want to be really selling. They're they're providing treatment. Uh, but should a campaign and messaging be strictly like like sell, 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 or what type of format should uh, the communication and, and the message be to uh, the desired audience? Well, that's a great question, Bob. The uh, society, the general population, has grown accustomed to sales pitches. Right now the current or most recent metric that I've seen is that the average person is exposed to over 5,000 marketing messages a day. So you can, you can assume that if you are trying to deliver as a business owner, a marketing message, it's going to get drowned out by the noise, but there's going to be something unique about it. Obviously if somebody's looking for dental services, that makes it somewhat unique amongst the noise. You know, if there's some sort of spin, maybe it's comedy. So if you, it makes them laugh or if it informs them or if it recognizes somebody, those are typically three areas that uh, a marketing message will stand out. So if they're recognizing, let's say, a, um, uh, a new patient, 
and, and let's just use social media as an example. Oh, new patient. Hey, great. They welcome them. People love to be acknowledged. So now people see that the business owner is recognizing their customers and appreciating them. There's a level of goodwill and reciprocity built into that message. Right. Another thing is uh, another way that you can uh, broadcast to capture attention is be informative. So rather than try to sell your audience, how can you inform them? Mm-hmm. If you inform them, your level of expertise will rise a notch or two. So if they're in the market looking for a service provider, they may say, wow, so-and-so, that dentist over there, I remember seeing them online because they had great tips on how to help keep your infant's teeth clean. Mm-hmm. You know, my kids too now, I need a dentist. I need to go over there, right? I need to go see them. So if you can inform your audience, it also creates an engaged audience. So if you're delivering value to people, then they're likely going to come back for more value. That engagement creates a, um, again, another sense of reciprocity when they do search for uh, your type of service. It also really seems like what you're describing right now too is really bringing the, the personal touch to it as opposed to like the, the corporate message. So I, I just, um, there was like a singing dentist on YouTube who became like YouTube famous and, and was trending for a while. And I don't know how much business it got him, but you know, it, it definitely got attraction and got information, got, got people's attention. Um, excuse me. And I think that's important too. And I, I know when I look at a lot of dental offices, websites, a lot of websites too are just, it's, it's, it's um, just like generic um, photos and it's just like stock photo families and stock photo smiling teeth as opposed to that, that, that human touch, that personal touch of it. What is and who are the people that, that make up that dental practice? So, yeah, well, it, it is uh, like you just indicated, there are a lot of businesses that use, uh, let's say, stock photo. And I don't want to say that's necessarily wrong or bad, but it's likely not as effective as using real photos of your clients or your staff or yourself. People in, in this era of social media, which has been the last, let's say, um, 10 years, you know, the, the real highlight uh, of the usage of social media in the, in the mass population, that people know what is manufactured or what is authentic. They have a sense of it. And so the more authentic of a message you can broadcast to your, to your uh, audience, the more they're going to resonate with it because they don't, you know, t- today's world doesn't necessarily resonate with corporate messaging as much as it used to. There's, there's much more power in people trying to support, uh, let's say support local, those types of movements, uh, support the local business owner or the small business owner rather than the big corporations. And so the more we can deliver a personalized feel and a personalized touch, that goes a, a much further with the audience than, let's say, a big brand that just is a faceless, nameless brand. Mm-hmm. So people, people do want to be recognized for their individualism and uh, have a personalized approach. You know, things have come full circle from, let's call it the a century ago when the, the local barber or the doctor knew you by your first name, they knew, they knew what your preferences were, they knew what you did as a hobby. 
Now, because information travels so fast, people are craving that again, mm-hmm. right? They're, they they don't want to be another. They don't want to be a number. They want to come to you because they're getting an extra level of service and appreciation. No, and. Uh- I was just thinking about just the generations. I was thinking about the generations and the majority of the people that actually make up the working dentists in our, in our market. And, and also then who's the, who's the generation that they're, they're trying to attract in regards to the younger families, potentially, if that, that's a large segment, you know, coming into their practice. And yeah, you could have, you know, two, maybe even three generation gaps there. And again, the mindset of what the, the doctor um, thinks has been successful, what will make them successful you know, is, is very different than what the, you know, the, the young family is looking for in terms of, you know, recognition or what's going to attract them to a particular business or not. And so um, realizing that there's this gap between those two um, groups of people, how do you close that gap? How do you get that message out there that, that they want to receive? Because um, that's the thing. It's not necessarily what I want to project. I, I believe it's not what I want to project as a, as a business owner. It's, it's what does my client, what does my desired client want to receive? How do they want to receive it? And what's important to them that's going to make them feel comfortable coming in to see me for, again, whether that's dentistry, whether that's a, a car dealership, whether that's, you know, clothing, anything. Um, it's really connecting and thinking of the, the patient first, the desired customer first, and again, really finding a way to communicate with them. So um, I, I, I think that's, am I picking up what you're kind of putting down here? Yeah, you are, Bob. Uh, you're, you're a sharp tack. So <laughs> it, it, is, it, it is true is that by by having an idea of who your ideal client is that's number one mm-hmm. uh you know if we're trying to be everything to everybody you know the saying goes that we're we're nothing to everybody right and so by knowing who it is that we're going for uh you know speaking of dentistry you know general dentistry of course there's people looking for general dentistry uh but when they see dental clinic is there something that you're known for beyond your services how do you make people feel? Mm-hmm. What do you do to welcome new clients? You know, it, what is what is your clinic? What is, what kind of appearance or feel does your clinic have? Not saying that you have to go invest millions of dollars into the most state-of-the-art clinic, but is it a welcome experience? Is it a positive experience? Let's face facts. There are there's no shortage of neg- negative media and negative news out there. Right. As a business owner. What type of environment are you bringing your clients into that gives them a positive experience? Now, I want to be specific in that it's positive, not neutral. Because if you're neutral, then they're coming in and maybe they've been listening to the news or they were at work and they some, some sort of catastrophe happened. And if we're not changing the way that our clients feel, what, what else what else is going to draw them back other than you're providing a service, which a thousand other dentists could do in your city. I was just going to say, if that's, just, if that's where you're viewed at, then basically a dentist is a dentist is a dentist. And how, how do you stand out? How, how are you going to, um, and there's also a, a, a is it, is it a, a thousand true fans or a hundred true fans that a, you know, a company needs to, they say a thousand, a thousand. And, and um, like in, I don't know a dental office in Edmonton in this market that doesn't have at least a thousand patients. Now, are all of them going to be like a thousand true fans? Well, no, but, but if you have a dental office that has like 2,000, like 3,000 active patients coming in every two years, and again, all you need is like one third of them to like to love you. And then they're going to be talking to their friends. They're going to be you know, bringing you know, their extended family. They're going to recommend you. Like 
and so how do you, and I think you're kind of going along that lines of talking about how do you affect those people in a positive way to create like a thousand true fans, then that's all a business is going to need to be successful throughout this time, throughout the good times, throughout the next bad times that come down the road. So I think that's, I think that's extremely important. How do you, how do you affect those people in, in, a, in a positive way? So very cool. Yeah. I was listening to a podcast here. Um, it was uh, uh, Patrick Bet David, multi multi-millionaire in the insurance industry. And he talked about the, the value of go, going over and above for your customers or your clients. And he talked about how uh, this one, um, I think it was a client of his, that uh, every, every month he would go through his list of clients and he would write them a handwritten note and send it to them, old school, let, by, by mail. And sometimes he would attach newspaper clippings. He knew that the kid, their kids played sports and he'd attach this newspaper clipping from the sports section and say, Hey, you know, thinking about you, hope things are well. And this, this person created a, a phenomenal business because he cared about the client and he put their, not just their needs because their need is simple. Let's call it dentistry. You know, we all need dental work and dental cleaning, but he put their wants first as well. So he went the extra mile, which, which is why he had such a high retention with his clients. You're making me instantly like reflect like, what am I doing for, for my clients? And maybe I need to start writing handwritten. <laughs> we can all be better. Bob. Yes. We can all be better. So. <laughs> yes, that is true. Um, well, Hey, Kev, like, like this has been awesome. It's been kind of short, you know, jam packed and it's kind of the way I, I want to do it right now in regards to, so I, I think we've covered a lot. We've touched on a lot of different things, a lot of things for people to think about here. Is there anything lastly that we haven't really touched on that you wanted to bring up uh, to kind of share or, or are we kind of good right now? Um, you know, given the tone and given the, uh, the current uh, state of society, you know, I think, I think uh, I'd like to leave your audience with the fact that things will get better. Mm-hmm. You know, stay focused on the future and stay focused on growth. Uh, try not to think, well, I'll just wait it out. Don't just wait it out. Because the, if we leave our future in the hands of the uncertain, which is what the, is happening right now. We don't know what's going to happen. Then you're essentially saying, I'm just going to go where the wind blows me. And hopefully it'll work out. Hope as great as it is, is a, as a noun, it's not a great verb or it's not a great strategy. So as business owners, uh, I implore you to have a growth strategy during this time because you're going to get better uh, better returns. Let's say if you are advertising, people are out there looking for looking for service providers. They 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 really are, and maybe it's not as many as before, but there's still people looking. So how can you set aside a growth plan as well as set yourself apart from your competitors? And I'm sure that you'll not only survive what's happening now, but you can thrive. Very cool, Kevin. I appreciate it. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is why I love this guy. He's awesome. Um, Kevin, I'm going to include your, uh, your contact information, the, the web link to um, Evolve One Media in the, in the email down below. So anyone that has questions can reach out to you directly. Um, if you want to see, see me on that, that's great. If not, please go to Kevin. Um, and yeah, so hey, again, thanks a lot. Uh, all the best to you and Mal. Hope to see you guys soon. And we will uh, we'll, we'll, we'll catch up soon. Okay, pal? All right. Take care, everybody. Thank you. Right. Okay, buddy. Bye for now.